Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, AKA Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And I'm excited because today we're going to do a little bit of a different podcast episode. Today, I'm going to be not interviewing someone. I'm going to be basically doing a solo episode. And we're going to be talking a lot about the current market, the current environment. We're going to be talking about some strategies on how you as a loan officer can show up, get more attention. But first, let's talk about what we're in, what the environment is that we're in. Right now, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear in the marketplace, uh, both from the consumer standpoint. We talk to loan officers every single day. There's just a lot of fear and uncertainty in the market, right? And so one of the biggest things to note there is rising interest rates. We got low inventory still. We have SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank and some other banks are looking like they may be about to shut down, right? So what do you do in a market like this? What are the options? There's a couple different options that you can take there, right? There's the one option that is, hey, let's put in the, your head in the sand. Let's wait for the market to turn around. Let's wait for rates to come down. Let's wait for whatever it is, right? Like it's playing this waiting game, like as if we have this crystal ball, right? We have a crystal ball that for some reason we're going to be able to predict what the future looks like. And if we just wait long enough, we're going to be able to ride this market, but that's not really how this works, right? And the market has just been absolutely crazy over the last year. And so we've been seeing a lot of volatility in the market, right? Rising rates, but we're also seeing that the market is not acting the way that it typically acts, right? So, you know, last year, a lot of people were saying, hey, are, you know, Q1 of 23, we're gonna see rates come down. And they came down a little bit, and then we're seeing that they're going back up again, right? We're seeing that inflation has moved through all of the different phases of, you know, transitory to it's not going to make a difference. It's yada, yada, yada. And so the Fed continues to increase rates with the idea that they're trying to slow down the economy. They're trying to slow down everything that's happening. And what we're seeing is that it's not having a huge impact. Sure, you know, the CPI came out and came in a little bit better than it has been over the last few months, but still inflation is raging and it's causing a lot of issues, right? There's a ton of money in the market and people are spending money. Maybe they're spending more money on eggs and toilet paper and things like that because the necessities are costing more money. Maybe they're not out there financing cars and things like that, but they are still spending more money. And so that causes, obviously, like you said, that causes the inflation. It's the same reason why, you know, home prices went so high, you know, the last couple of years because the rates were so low and so many more people could afford to buy a home. And so what are the options, All right? We have the option one, which is put your head in the sand and it's focusing on, hey, the external market is what controls what I do. Or there's the other option, which is getting more aggressive. It is getting into the mindset that you get to control the outcome regardless of the market you're in. Sure, is this market harder to be in? Yes, of course, right? This is not 21, this is not 20, this is not when rates are 3%, 2%. Those are times that are long gone and we'll probably never see again. And if we do, it's just not gonna be for a while now, right? And again, I don't have a crystal ball, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but that is what we're essentially doing. We're looking for the easy button because to be frank, the last 10 years, 12 years, whatever long it's been, 2011, 2012, whenever it started to get easy again, it's been easy. It really has. Rates have been low. Rates have been trending downward for the last 10 years. And so we came into this 
sort of idea that leads fall from the sky, that you know there's opportunity out there and there is opportunity out there. There's plenty of people that are still closing deals, but we're at a 28 year low in applications. We're here in March. And what are you gonna do differently in order to adjust to this market? Right? Like I hear so many people that start to get in this like, woe is me mindset, right? Basically that everything that they can't control is what's causing them to be where they're at. And the truth is like, yes, this market is harder, but the top producers are still figuring out a way to make it work, right? The people that are closing deals every single month, they're figuring out a way to make it work. Sure, they're down maybe 20, 30, 40, 50% this year. That is what it is. It may be down 50% last year, but that's from inflated numbers of 20 and 21, right? Like those numbers just don't exist because there's just not that many transactions out there because you know the majority of the market now has rates in the threes, twos, threes, fours, right? So you're not gonna be doing all those refinances like you were in 20 and 21. So those deals aren't around. So what do you do in this market? Again, these are just choices. You can choose to put your head in the sand and wait for the rates to get better. You can sit back and hope the things that you're doing are going to increase your production. But like if we're here today and your production has decreased and maybe your realtors are struggling and they're not giving those referrals that you've been used to getting, what do you do? How do you change the way that you market? How do you change the way that you show up? And as a marketer, one of the things that I've learned over the years is like the number one thing that you need as a business is to get more attention. So how do we create more attention, right? The biggest thing is like, we need more attention on us, on what we offer, on our unique value propositions, on the way we do things, on our brand, on who we are as a person, on our personality. We need those things because the more attention that we get, the more likely we are to get more deals, right? And so many times people, maybe the best loan officers in the world, right? They might be so good at structuring files. They might be so good at looking at underwriting guidelines and finding a way to make a deal work. But when it comes to promoting themselves, they're fearful, right? They have this mentality that, you know, maybe they're not a salesperson or that, you know, I don't want to have to promote myself. I want people to, to work with me because I'm a good person. It's like, great, you're a great loan officer. But if no one knows who you are, it doesn't matter. You could be the best loan officer in the world, but if no one knows who you are, it's not going to matter, right? And so what I wanted to do today is I wanted to go through 10 ideas, 10 strategies that you can implement. You know, if I was a loan officer, if I was going to go out there and originate, these are 10 of the things that I would personally do to generate more attention. And, you know, over the last 10 years, like I said, it was easy for you to just do the one thing, right? Which is deal with referrals, work with referral partners, right? That was the easy way. And you generated business from that. But we're in a market right now where that is not enough, right? Unless you have a systematic way of finding more realtors that want to do business with you that are currently doing a bunch of business, you need to figure out a way to generate your own business. And so again, let's jump right in. We got 10 ideas or 10 things that can help you generate more attention, that can help you bring more value to the marketplace so that you can become the person that people want to do the loans with, even in times like this, right? And these are strategies that I've either learned from interviewing people on this podcast specifically. So some of these points here, I'll actually reference four more episodes. You can go back, listen to the whole entire thing so you can get the whole strategies. But some of these are just based off of what I have talked with plenty of loan officers out there that are doing these things actively right now, or they're things that I've done for my own marketing company to grow this and to have the influence and attention that I needed to grow, right? So let's jump right in. The first thing that I would personally do as a loan officer is I would leverage social media, right? So social media, especially in, you know, here we're here in 2023, social media is going to be one of the biggest 
drivers of business. I grew my entire business off of organic social media for the first three years of the business before I even jumped into doing paid ads, right? Before I jumped into running ads on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, things like that, I grew it all specifically off of organic marketing, adding loan officers and posting value, talking about results, talking about what I did and having a presence online. So let's jump into it, right? Like the first thing, using social media is a broad stroke, but uh, the first strategy that I would use with social media is I would add 5, 10, 15, 20, you know, really depends on how many you want to add. You gotta be careful with some of these platforms, but I would add five to 10 at least agents, real estate agents on social media daily, right? Whether that be Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, I prefer Facebook, but maybe you're a millennial, maybe you wanna be on TikTok, maybe you wanna be on Instagram. Like it really depends on what you wanna do, but you wanna go all in and you wanna start adding people into your network, right? So five to 10 agents a day, really you could probably add more, but again, you gotta be careful with some of these platforms because you may get flagged, you may get shadow banned from adding people. So you don't wanna go too quick, too fast, especially if you don't have the history of adding people, right? So this is the first step, add more agents to your profile. You have five, thousand connections that you can have on Facebook. A lot of times I see loan officers have 500, 600. They'll make a post and look at crickets. It's because your audience isn't large enough. How do you increase your audience? Go ahead and add them. Now, if you add five to 10 agents on social media every single day, that means that like in a month, I mean that you're adding, let's say 35, right? You're actually adding more than that. You're adding 300, right? 300 if you're adding 10, right? 50 to 100. Trading 50 to 100 new people into your network every single month. Now, not every single one of those people is gonna accept your invite, but this allows you to start to grow your audience, right? And so what happens next, right? So now you've started to do this on a daily basis. You're adding real estate agents. What do you do next? Like, why would I do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. What then I would do is I would start to post daily. And I typically live by this formula and I don't live by it like super structured or anything, but I like to think of it as like 10 to 30% really like business is going to be the smallest percentage, I believe that you want to talk about, right? People need to know what you do, but the business type posts tend to get the lowest levels of engagement and people don't want to get sold to all the time, right? So you need to make it known who you are on social media, but you don't necessarily want to always be posting salesy type of posts, right? So I typically say about 30% of your posts, you wanna be business type posts. Another 30% of those posts, you want to be thought leader type of posts. Thought leader type of posts is gonna be, you know, talking about, I um, mean, talking about the market, maybe talking about, you know, how to invest, talking about mindset, talking about things that establish you as a leader in the space, establishes you as someone people want to go to for advice, things like that, right? Like how do you show up in a way that's going to attract people to you that have some of the same mentalities as you? And then the last thing is 30% about about me content, right? So this is gonna be stuff that is about you, right? Like you, your family, your pets, you know, where you're going on vacation, things like that, right? We wanna talk a lot about yourself because at the end of the day, I mean, this is a human platform, right? This is a social platform. This is people want to engage with other people. Right, and so if you don't show up as a person and you show up as a business only person, that's not going to attract the people that you think it is, right? You think that, hey, I post a lot of business stuff, that's going to attract people. No, people are going to want to do business with you because of who you are as a person, not because of all your business posts. You need the business posts because people need to know what you do, right? Because if you don't ever talk about business, then they don't know what you do. That's why you sometimes wonder like, why did my Aunt Susie do a mortgage with someone else? Well, maybe they don't know you do mortgages. 
right? Maybe you haven't been explicitly clear that you do mortgages, right? And so that is one of the biggest things. So with that, I would personally focus on Facebook because that's where I feel the most comfortable. And so what I typically recommend is focusing on the platform that you already actively use every single day, right? You may hear a Gary V podcast or Gary V presentation that says, you need to post on every single one of these platforms. You need to post eight or 10 or 12 or 20 times a day. Like, sure, like if you can, that's the ideal world. If you can post across all the platforms every single day, great. But what I find is that that typically creates this overwhelm and overwhelm creates a resistance, right? And so the less you can reduce the resistance, right? If you can just focus on posting once per day on whatever platform that you choose to start, that is going to start to build that muscle. You're gonna to start to get used to posting on a daily basis. And that'll allow you to, again, build that discipline, build that habit of doing this on a daily basis, right? You're gonna start thinking about it more often. You're gonna start having ideas during the day of, oh, I should post about this right? And every person that responds or comments back to your stuff, you want to respond back to them. There's this concept, we talked about it on one of the podcasts, but there's this concept of post and ghost, right? Which is basically like you post something online and then you never engage with anybody that comments back. And again, this is a social platform. What Facebook is trying to reward is posts that are getting engagement because what they want is they want their people, the people that are on their platform, the users to stay on the platform for as long as they possibly can, right? They wanna extend the amount of time people spend on their platform because guess what? Facebook makes all their money off of ads. And so they wanna serve people as many ads as they possibly can. And now they're not gonna come out and say that, but that's what they want. They wanna serve as many ads as they possibly can so they can make more revenue so that they can continue to grow and expand, right? And so, and that's why I also say you're gonna get less engagement with business. So that's why using you know memes and family pictures and things like that that are going to get more engagement when you do post business stuff, there's going to be a lot less engagement, but more people are going to see it because your profile is not flagged as like a spammy profile because you get engagement on most of your posts. So just because one post gets a couple of engagements, it's not gonna be a big deal. And again, engagement is not the primary motivator here, right? I think so many times people get stuck in these vanity metrics. What I find is that buyers tend to not engage. A lot of times the people that are gonna buy, people that wanna use your services, aren't the ones that are engaging. But that doesn't matter because we still need to game the algorithm. I don't know exactly how you wanna say that, but you still wanna game the algorithm so that it is working in your favor, right? So while that doesn't matter a huge amount, it does matter to a certain extent because you do wanna get as much reach as possible to reach as many of the people in your audience as possible, right? So first is adding five to 10 agents per day minimum. Two is post daily, right? 30% business, 30% thought leader, 30% about me content. Number three, tip number three is send personal video messages daily, right? There's so many times people go through their birthday list and they'll just send a happy birthday or an HBD or something like that. Don't do that, right? You see, you go to someone's page and see how many people said happy birthday to them with no additional things there. How do you stand out from the crowd, right? And that's what you're trying to do here. You're trying to gain attention right? We want more attention on us. So how do we get more attention? We stand out from everybody else. So how do you do that? You send a birthday video. You go through your list. You see, hey, who is on my list that has a birthday today? And you send a quick video. You say, hey, John, just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. Awesome. Just like something short like that. 30 seconds, 15 seconds. Doesn't have to be crazy. You could sing him a song if you want to, if you feel confident in something like that. You could do things that make you stand out, right? The more you can stand out, the better. I've seen people do these templated videos that they can do at more scale. So they're not having to do videos every single day. Now that still helps you 
stand out a little bit better than the people that are posting on people's walls, personalized videos are going to be the best, right? And so that is a huge, huge way to gain attention. Attention from people that are like, oh, this guy, oh, look, I'm gonna go look at his post. All of a sudden, they're gonna see that you're a loan officer. They're gonna see that, you know, maybe they wanted to buy a home. And now all of a sudden they're reaching out to you because you were the one person that sent them a message via video, right? And so that made you stand out from everybody else, right? Oh, and the other thing that that does is messaging tells the Facebook platform that you guys are closer friends, right? So if you message people, what Facebook's going to do is they're going to show more of your content to that person that you sent a message to, especially if they respond back to you. If they respond back to you, that's going to show that there's an interaction there and that there's a closer connection between you and that person that you talk to, right? So most people are probably gonna say thank you back to you, right? Ideally, they would say thank you back. When they say thank you back to you, now all of a sudden they're gonna start to see your posts. They're gonna start to see your business posts. They're gonna start to see your personality posts, you know, about me, so those types of things. And you're going to see that they're going to maybe even start engaging with some of your stuff because there's also that reciprocation, uh, the law of reciprocity, right? That you engage with them. So now let's go ahead and engage back. So that is tip number three, send personal video messages every single day or birthday messages. So again, just go through your list. Probably gonna have, especially if you have a small list, there's not gonna be a lot of them. Now, once you get to 5,000 friends, you're probably gonna start to be sending, you know, five a day, right? Six a day, seven a day. But that's still not a ton of videos when you're spending, you know, 30 seconds, 15 seconds on each video. It doesn't have to be polished. Just use your phone. Do it really quickly, right? There's so many people that overcomplicate video. So let's go to tip number four. Tip number four is practice the 555 method, right? What's the 555 method? People have different explanations as to what this is. The way I typically see it is send five DMs on a daily basis, right? whether that be, you know, following up with a real estate agent, things like that. Like, again, this is a social platform. Less business, more social. How do you create conversations with people that's just genuine conversations versus like trying to get something out of someone? So many times people see realtors as just, I want more leads. Build that relationship with them first, right? How do you build that relationship if you don't get to know them and things like that, right? So again, you also want to engage with five posts. And when I mean engage, I mean, leave a love, leave a wow like leave a heart. I personally recommend using things that aren't the like button. The like button is like the laziest way you could do it. And again, this is just my personal preference. I feel like the people that leave a like are almost haters. Maybe that's not true, but that's just kind of how I feel. So leave a wow, leave a like, leave a love on at least five posts. You can do more, but this is just kind of the bare minimum. And again, if you're doing this consistently, it starts to add up, right? And this, again, this plays off the law of reciprocity. They start to get to know you because I mean, there's this parasocial relationships that gets developed because they see your posts about your family, about the things that you're doing, about your vacations. They see what you do with your business that you just had a closing, right? They're gonna see all of these things if you decide to engage with each other, right? And then the last thing is leave five thoughtful responses to other people's posts. And this isn't just like, wow, that was great. Like you wanna leave something that actually is genuine. So many times, again, people just try to shortcut these things. and. What we're trying to do on this platform is a social platform, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Instagram, whether it be TikTok, Reels, whatever it is. In this case, it's probably more so on like Facebook and Instagram and those types of platforms where you're gonna wanna do these sorts of actions, right? And so that is tip number four, practice the five by five by five method. So tip number five, create an offer that makes you stand out from every other loan officer for both consumers and real estate agents. I talk to loan officers every single day. And one of the biggest things that they all say, they all say the same thing. They all say they have good rates, they answer their phone, they have experience, you know, they have good turn times. Like these are all things that like 
if you're a good loan officer, this should not be your value proposition. This should be a given, right? And so like by stating those things, like any real estate agent is like, okay, cool. So this guy's saying the exact same thing as everybody else. So what is an offer? What is a value proposition? So in marketing, an offer is defined as the combination of elements associated with your products and services to deliver the best value to prospects and consumers or customers to fulfill their needs and satisfy their wants. So together, these factors set your business's offerings apart from your competitors and near substitutes in the mind of your potential buyer. So let's just be honest here, right? Like loans, mortgages, they're a commodity. There's nothing that makes you really any different from anybody else. Sure, you can claim you have the lowest rates, all those types of things. You can say these things. You have maybe you have a little bit better turn times. Maybe you have a little bit, you know, less overlays. But to the consumer, that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like, what is in it for me? What's in it for them, right? What is in it for the consumer? What is in it for the real estate agent? So let's talk a little bit about some different things that you can do to make yourself stand out from every other loan officer that maybe they're not offering. So let's talk about the consumer first. So some different things that you could potentially do. We work a lot with Enrique Braunschweiger with the Shining Star Hero Program. And he basically has created a hero program, right? If you've heard of the Homes for Heroes, it's a similar sort of element where he markets to the consumer, markets specifically to the heroes of the community and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to waive an appraisal. I also work with a network of vendors that are willing to give a discount. So he works with real estate agents that are willing to give up to $1,000 credit. He works with local pest inspectors, home inspectors, painters, things like that, that are willing to give some sort of a discount to these heroes. And then also it's like, hey, we're also going to do all of the research on seeing if there's any down payment assistance programs, any bonds, things like that. Now everybody's gonna be like, well, I don't wanna do down payment assistance. Well, I don't wanna give a discount. Well, I don't wanna do those things. Okay, cool, that's fine. Then what is it that you offer that's better than anybody else? If it's not a discount, if it's not a credit, if it's not you know, a network of vendors, like what is it that you do that's different than everybody else that is going to make you stand out? Because in this market, if you sound like everybody else, you're gonna get left behind. What can you do that's better than everybody else? Right, again, maybe you can close in, 21 days, maybe you guarantee that they're gonna get, I don't know, pre-approved. There's all kinds of different things that you can do that make you stand out, right? And you can also create, in marketing, they call unique mechanisms, naming it a certain thing so it sounds different than everybody else, even if it's a similar process. What is it that you can do to stand out? What is your unique value proposition as a loan officer to the consumer? Because again, if you sound like every other loan officer in a market where we're at a 28 year low on applications, like. I mean, there's how many loan officers that are looking for that little business? Everybody's looking for more business in a market where there's less business. How do you stand out? Agents, right? Again, loan officers go to agents and they say, well, you know, I have experience. I have this, I have that. And like, no one cares because that's what everybody says. So for agents, what can you do? What can you do to make their life better, right? What is it that makes you valuable to them that's different than what their current lender does, right? Have you thought about that? What is your value proposition? What is your offer? It could be something like a on-time closing guarantee where if you don't close on time, you know, you offer to pay, you know, 500 bucks or something like that towards closing costs or you offer to pay the seller 500 bucks. You have a good as cash closing guarantee, status update guarantee that you guarantee that every Tuesday and Thursday, you're gonna send a status guarantee so they never have to call you with any updates on status. You're always gonna be proactive. Guess what? You can then sell them that I'm gonna save you four to 10 hours per transaction. What can they do with those extra four to 10 hours, right? Because at the end of the day, real estate agents, they don't want you to like come to them and say, oh yeah, let's go meet for lunch. Like they want you to help them make more money, 
or help them free up time. Because if they free up time, they can do the things they wanna do or they can go get more loans or real estate deals, I mean. And if you make them more money, then they're gonna love you, right? So what else can you do? You can do a pipeline diamond digger system, right? Where you're gonna call their database. You have a system that gets on average X amount of conversions off of your realtor's databases. Work with your current people, work their database, pull some deals out of it and then prove it and say, hey, you know what? On average, we're able to pull one to two extra deals per whatever month or per year for every one of our real estate agents that give us their databases, right? What about, uh, you know, direct to consumer program? Go generate some of the leads, right? Say, hey, I generate leads. I have referrals for you and I have a referral program and I wanna work with you, but here's kind of what it looks like. You basically have to refer me some deals um, if we're gonna refer you deals. You can do something like the Shining Star Hero Program where you say, hey, we have a hero program. We have a program specific for heroes of the community that we want you to be part of. These are all different ways that you can establish yourself as someone different to the real estate agent so that you can stand out, right? All right, so that's tip number five. Let's go to tip number six. I just said it, but market direct to the consumer. All right, you can do that with organic social media. You can do that with paid ads, right? You can use Facebook, you can use Instagram, you can use YouTube. You can do things that, you can work your database better, right? You can work your database better and hand those deals back off to your real estate agents but you need to be able to market to the consumer. Again, whether that be your past database you can refer out, whether that be generating your own leads via organic social media, whether that be buying leads and handing those off, whether that be generating your own leads, running your own ads, working with an agency, like whatever it looks like, it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. Just you have to market direct to the consumer so that you can gain that leverage, you can create your own leads and pre-approved wires, you can refer to your referral agents. What are the loan officer out there is giving their referral partners deals. And I hear loan officers all the time say, well, the consumer doesn't go to the loan officer, they go to the real estate agent. Well, of course they go to the real estate agent because the real estate agent for the last hundred years has marketed to the consumer while loan officers have only marketed to real estate agents. So of course the consumer thinks that the first person they should talk to is a real estate agent. When we both know, we all know that loan officers should be the first person they talk to. Loan officers just don't market to the consumer at a regular basis like real estate agents do. So that's the one thing that you could change that would make all the difference to grow your business. I would also start a podcast. Here's tip number seven, start a podcast. And we talked about this on one of the podcasts. I can't quite remember the guest's name, but we talked about starting a podcast and interview your ideal partners, right? So real estate agents, divorce attorneys, financial planners, do a once a week podcast, reach out to your people that you want to partner with. That's a foot in the door. That's like, Hey, we're doing a podcast. We'll love to have you on the podcast. I would just talk a little bit about the market that you're in. We'll just kind of interview you, establish you as an expert. I mean, who else is doing that? It's not a ton of work. It doesn't have to be super published. There's providers on stuff like Fiverr, Upwork, that will help you publish these and edit them. And they'll do a good enough job. Again, what this does is this establishes you as an expert and an authority. And it also gives you a platform to have a non-intrusive conversation. And by non-intrusive, I mean, it's just not a, I want your leads. No, I actually have a platform that we're going to, you know, create video content from. We're going to put it on all the platforms. We're going to share it on social media. All of a sudden, like, yeah, I want to be on that platform. This podcast that I run right here, this Loans on Demand podcast, I've interviewed people that I never would have thought I could have a conversation with because I have a platform, right? Like people like Todd Duncan, people like that, that I was able to get on this podcast. And because of that, I was able to connect with them, get them on, have a conversation, right? So that is the power of having a platform like a podcast. 
So again, what can you do with that podcast? So now that you've had this podcast, you share this episode, you start that conversation, obviously then you need to have follow-up. You know, it's not like it's just gonna turn into deals, but you've been able to build this relationship with them over 30 minutes, 60 minutes, however long your podcast is, 15 minute even, whatever it is, this is a good way for you to have a conversation, start building a relationship with your ideal prospects, with your ideal partners, right? Real estate agents, divorce attorneys, financial planners. You could interview your, your clients maybe that have closed right? And you could just interview them, talk about what the process looked like, what it felt like buying a home. There's so many different avenues you could do that with that. So what's tip number eight? So tip number eight is to, let's say, host a quarterly happy hour with your partners. One of the things you could do with that podcast we just talked about is you could specifically host a quarterly happy hour with the people that you interviewed, right? So it's like, hey, here's all the people that we interviewed. Let's host a happy hour. Let's get everybody together. Let's do a little mastermind. You know, whatever it is that you want to do, but that's another way to get people together, get that belly to belly, continue to build that relationship and give value. All you're looking for with all of these things is we're trying to get more attention. You don't have to do all of these 10 things, but unfortunately you're going to have to do more than just what you've always been doing, right? Just the typical waiting on referrals is just not going to work in this market, right? So what else are you going to do to get more business? All right. So that's tip number eight was host a quarterly happy hour with your partners, people you interviewed. And again, do something that people want to do, right? What people actually want to show up to. All right. And let's talk about tip number nine. Everybody's talking about it right now. It is short form video content. Let's just say it. These last two tips just revolve around video, create short form video content. And I know, you know, you might feel like it's a waste of time. You might feel like, you know, it is what it is, but like what video does is it allows you to build parasocial relationships with the prospects in your lists, with the prospects that see your videos. It helps build that trust and the authority. And it also gets you comfortable doing videos. And this is just the way of the future. This is what people are consuming right now, short form video content. So TikToks, Reels, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube Shorts. These are all platforms that are really starting to blow up. And it's just something that you wanna get ahead of, right? These are not platforms that are gonna go away. You want to get good at creating short form videos. And how do you create short form videos? So many times people overcomplicate this. Use your phone. Honestly, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there on how to create them, but it really goes like this. You wanna create a hook. And what a hook means is basically, you want something that's going to engage the audience that you're talking to, and you want it to happen fast, right? So like you want the payoff to be really quick. So it's just a hook, like, you know, Here's seven ways why you should buy a home today and even in this market, right? Okay, whoever's trying to buy a home in this market, they're gonna be interested about that, right? Or here's the primary reason why you should not buy a home today. People are like, wait, why? Why would I not buy a home today? And then you could talk about like the content in the middle. So it's hook, content, call to action, right? That's basically the structure. 40 to 60 seconds and it's hook, like I said, here's one reason why you shouldn't buy a house in this market. And then in the content, you could talk about like, well, hey, rates are super high. So if you're only looking to buy a home and stay in it for the next two or three years, that might not be the best time to buy. And then you can go on to, to say why, if they are looking at a long-term investment, right? If they're looking at it as a long-term play where they're gonna live there for seven to 10 years, it's not a bad time to buy real estate. Rates are probably gonna come down. You're gonna be able to refinance, but if you can afford the price, yada, 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 you know the content better than I do but that's what I would kind of fill the middle with. And at the end, basically it wants to be like a soft call to action on these platforms, right? So you're gonna to wanna to do something like, and if you want to get more tips on how to do that yourself, or you wanna get more mortgage tips on how to buy a home, follow for more. Or go to my link in my bio and click on my whatever, my calendar. However you wanna do that CTA, you really want it to be mostly soft CTAs, which is basically follow for more, get more people to engage with your content. So that is 
Tip number nine, which is creating short form videos. And then we got tip number 10, which is create long form video content. YouTube is a platform that because of the barrier to entry, it's been around for a long time, but it's also continuing to grow. And what's cool about YouTube is it has the long-term cycle for viewership, right? It's kind of evergreen. What I regret is, you know, we're going to be going big on YouTube here in 2023 as well, is that I did a lot on social media, which is great because you get a lot more quick return, right? You get more engagement right away, but you have to put out so much content, just like the shorts, like the content just is like a day, two days max. And then all of a sudden it's gone. It's like that content has to be replaced by another piece of content. Whereas YouTube, you can create videos that you can send to all your clients. You can create videos that basically can be seen for years on end, right? That you don't have to continue to create these videos because these are searchable, they're findable within the YouTube platform. So long form video content, anything Q and A, you could use things like ChatGPT or one of those AI platforms to come up with ideas. You can find what people are actually searching for. But the one thing that you could do is you can just every single day at the end of the day or during the day, what are the questions that your customers are asking you? Write those things down and then create videos around them, right? Again, create videos of the things that people are asking. People always get, again, they get so caught up in what should I talk about? There's so many things that you answer every single day that you could turn into a video. And guess what? That also makes it easier in the future if that person asks that, hey, you know what, John, thank you so much for that question. I actually created a YouTube video specifically to answer this question. Here's the link. If you have any questions after you watch that video, please let me know, right? That allows you to have something that you can just send people to so you're not answering the same question over and over and over again to people. And it gives you also, again, it establishes the authority. It gives you a lot of you know context as to you know who you are. Again, that parasocial relationship that you're able to build because they get to see your personality via video. So that is the 10 tips, the 10 strategies, 10 things that you can generate more attention, even in a market like we're in today, because it's going to be tougher, right? You're going to need to do more things. There's all kinds of other things, right? You could cold call, you could, there's all kinds of different strategies. Those are probably the 10 strategies that I would use if I were to go out and be a loan officer today. And these are strategies that have been talked about on previous podcasts, but really in this market, it's gonna be huge to do more, right? It's just going to take more work. Unfortunately, it's not just being a loan officer. You have to create content, right? You have to post, you have to prospect. There's just so many more things that you have to do. And again, we're in a tough market. Rates are high. You know, We don't know what the next few months are gonna look like. But, you know, I take the stance of I can control what I can control, right? And so the only things that I can control are my personal actions, right? The way I react to the market, the way my emotions are, and the way that I choose to show up in this market. It's a mindset game. You can win in any market. And there's so much opportunity to be had in these markets because the people that are sticking around in this market, when they come out the other side, there's going to be a huge refi boom. There's going to be a huge opportunity for growth on the other side of this challenge. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You know, again, these are 10 things that I would do 10 things that are, I think, easily implementable. Some of them are maybe a little bit harder than others, but at least pick a couple of these, implement them. And I guarantee you're going to see much higher levels of attention. And I'll leave you with this thought here as well. This concept of leading versus lagging indicators. So many people want those results, right? They want the closed deals but they're not taking the actions, right? The leading indicators, the actions that are going to get them those results. The only thing you can control are those leading indicators, right? How many people are you calling on a daily basis? How many conversations are you having on a daily basis? 
How many real estate agents are you talking to? How many posts are you making? How many people are you adding on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all these things? Those are the actions that you can control. The ones that you can't control are people being ready to buy today, reaching out to you, things like that, right? So you can't control those things. But by doing the actions, you're going to get the results. By doing the leading indicators, you're going to get the results. Focus on the leading indicators. Focus on the actions that you can take every single day and the results are going to come, guaranteed. So thank you so much for listening. And if you're looking for some help on flipping the status quo on real estate agents and you want our team to help you, go to flipthestatusquo.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.